0: You are listening to the podcast Walking in the Supernatural with Pastor Evelyn Mosley Brooks.
1: Welcome to Walking in the Supernatural with Pastor Evelyn Mosley Brooks. I am so thankful. To God that you came back to our third episode. Do you believe it? It is our third episode. So excited. If you didn't watch our episode number two, it is really good. You want to go back and watch it. If you missed it, or if it's not on our um, LaPaca TV channel, you can go to the YouTube, Walking in the Supernatural, just type it in, and there you will find episode one, two, and three. This will be number three. So let's pray, because what we do before we start any episode, the intro and the outro, we always reverence our Heavenly Father. So let's pray. Bow your head, heads. You may want to raise up your hand. That's reverencing God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. Lord, we just thank you so much for this moment. You are such a gracious God. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Father God, those that may be mourning, you say mourning may endure at night, but joy comes in the morning. Father God, I decrease so you can increase. Father God, allow them to hear your voice and to see you, Father God, not me. I humble myself before you. I humble my heart, my soul, my spirit, my voice, everything that I am, Lord. And God, I pray, God, could you say the man's heart is in your hand and you can turn it whichever way you choose for it to go. So Lord, as I pray, and as everyone tune in watching this third episode, Father God, I just pray that you just touch their hearts. Be with them, Lord. Send angels. Be present with them. Let them know that you are present, that you are still the same God today, yesterday, and forevermore. Let them know, Father God, so, Lord, I'm so excited about this new topic that we're doing today about fasting and prayer. So, Father God, I ask you, Lord, to just allow the omniscience of your wisdom to flow through me and allow your glory to be apparent right now at this moment. And we seal it by your blood in Jesus' name. And everyone says, Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, Let's get to the topic at hand. What we're going to talk about today is prayer and fasting. Fasting and prayer. I feel that they go hand in hand. I say this based off the experiences of my life. And where I want to take you, make sure you go get your Bible. I'll give you a few seconds before you um, get settled in and get comfortable and you can go get your Bible. You may use your phone, or you may have your physical Bible. I'm a hands-on type of person, so I like to touch my Bible. It's right here in front of me. So just bear with me in patience. When I turn to the pages where we need to go, and where would that be? First, I want us to go to um, Acts, A-C-T-S, 14, starting with 21. And I want to name this one bullet, this first point. Turn it over to God. We're going to Acts 14 21. Giving you a few seconds. Not minutes. <laughs> but anyhow, um, as you, whoever needs to go and skedaddle and go get their Bible, we have a few seconds so we'll wait it's always good when you come on um, to watch any of my episodes you always want to make sure you bring your Bible, pen and a paper and then you can take this word and these scriptures and you can meditate on it because that's what the Bible says the word of God says that it is active and living that means that the word of God is alive. It revealed things to you, even as you spend more and more time with God. God is a God that's a relational kind of God. God is a God that he likes conversations. Someone just said, well, how do I pray to God? You pray to God like you're having a normal conversation with someone else. However, not as transparent with that person as you want to be with God. I promise you that God knows everything. He's omnipotent. He say he sees high and he sees low. He's omnipotent and he's omnipresent. What does that mean, someone just likes me? God is in all spaces and all places. I mean, could you imagine like, the places around the world that we will never, ever see, the places that the small little countries and the nations that we don't even know about, I feel like, I feel so convicted in my heart sometimes that I just take life for granted. And I don't want to ever take life for granted. Now, come with me. Let's walk into the supernatural. All right. So we're here at Acts. A-C-T-S. Excuse the way that I pronounce that. I am a Florida girl with a serious accent. So, we're here. Acts 14, 21. And it says, The title of it is about Paul and Barnabas return to Antioch of Syria. So, let's read. After preaching the good news and derby and making many disciples, Paul and Barnabas return to lystra iconeum and antioch of Pisidia. now there's a lot of words in the bible i cannot pronounce so please bear with me um i am not a speech pathologist so anyway let's continue on we're in verse 22 where they strengthened the believers they encouraged them to continue in faith, reminding them that we must suffer many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. Now, hardships, by now you probably have figured out why my first point in this scripture is um, turn it over to God. We all endure trials and tribulations. We all endure hardships. Um, I believe Paul said "Consider um with tests and trials. Um, I, I'm so sorry. I can't recall the scripture that Paul was saying. It's just like right on the tip of my tongue. But anyway, let's continue to read. Um, it says here, where they, uh, where they strengthen the believers, they encourage them to continue in the faith, reminding them that we must suffer many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. I want you to remember the word faith. As we continue to read. And it says, Paul and Barnabas also appointed elders in every church with prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting. Now, I mentioned about hardships. And then I mentioned about faith. And Paul and Barnabas appointed. You know, we always have leaders in our life. You can't have a lot of leaders and not enough followers. You got to have, you got to, in life, we have to be led by someone. But here he mentions elder. When he mentions the elder, that means that here it is, man or woman, that has lots of wisdom, that's very disciplined. Because praying and uh, fasting, it takes endurance. It takes great discipline. I pray all the time. I've been praying since I, and fasting since I was fasting. I've been fasting since I was like 17 years old. And I've been praying since I was, oh my gosh, talking to God from the time I got saved when I was four years old. But that takes time. But someone just says, I can pray. No, I didn't. I'm saying I can go three, four days of fasting and praying. And I don't say that to be arrogant. And someone just say, oh my gosh, I can't do that. You can't despise, you got to start somewhere, but you got to take baby steps. You can't start, I mean, uh, it takes. I have built up my endurance to be able to pray and fast for days and days and weeks at a time. And most of the time when I'm praying, I'm praying in tongues. That's another topic of the supernatural we'll talk about. Let's continue to read. And then it says here, um, they turned the elders over to the care of the Lord in whom they had put their trust. It's not that they put their trust in, the, in, the, in man. They put their trust in God that the elders would be praying and fasting for those that were um, the church that was enduring hardship. We are not to put our trust in man. We are to put our trust in God. And I appreciate how they said that they, they when he said here, the um, when Paul and and, um, and Barnabas said, with prayer and fasting and they turned the elders over to the care of the Lord in whom they had put their trust. Then they traveled by through Pisidia to Pamphylia. They preached the word in Perga. Then went down to Athia. Finally, they returned by ship to Antioch, Syria, where they, where their journey had begun. You know, this is this is what you, this is a word. That's a revelation that reveals. When it says ship, it actually means ministry. They returned by ship to Antioch. Ministry represents. That's just a revelation. And it's a supernatural. Someone just said, well, how do you know that? As I mentioned before, when we read the word of God, we study the word of God, God reveals things to us supernaturally. And that was one of the words, ship. When I dream about ships, when I dream about cars, it makes me think about it. it, God revealed it to me that it's considered ministry. It's like traveling. You know, when we minister, We have to be we have to by faith in action have to activate and, and movement and it moves and we go places. That's ministry whenever you have that kind of revelation or you have a dream. Say if you have a dream that you were driving in a car, God is revealing to you that's considered to be ministry. I wouldn't I don't know what the specifics are, but I've had dreams on that I've been driving a car and I've gone from town to town and God was telling me that I was going to be in my ministry going from place to place in all these different cities. Hallelujah, glory to God. That's what you call dream interpretation. Still, again, supernatural. Definitely something that we cannot come come up with in our own head, right? No, can't. So anyway, And then it says here, they preached the word of Perga. And then went down to Atalia, Atalia, Atalia. I think that's how you pronounce that word. Um, Finally, they returned by ship to Antioch of Assyria. See, you see how I just mentioned about when I talked about the car and the dream that I had. That God had me going from town to town. And it also mentioned here that they preached the Word of God. Any time of movement, anything moving around, it's ministry. You know, like Jesus did. At that time, Jesus didn't have cars. There was no cars at the time. Jesus walked everywhere. I could not even imagine how the thousands, maybe hundreds, I don't know, but I know Jesus did a lot of walking along with his disciples. You know, when you look at a map, and Jesus was in Jerusalem and over in Israel, it shows like from one point to another point, ways and traveling and places in, um, that Jesus had traveled. And those, those distances was quite far. They were not close at all. Anyhow, let's continue. So um, it says, here, finally they returned by the ship to Antioch of Syria where their journey had begun. The believers there had entrusted them to the grace of God to do the work they had now completed. Now, we hear that twice where it says they, when Paul and Barnabas says they trusted God, trusted the elders to God. And then it talks about here how the believers trusted Barnabas and um, Paul to God. We are not to put our trust. I know that you probably have had so many people that have disappointed you. You, was, you. you fully trusted them. You're like, you probably feel devastated because they violated your trust. I understand. I've been there time after time after time. But what I have learned to do is, is to fully put my trust in God give God, let God be the one to take care of them, to work through them, so they will be able to fulfill the trust that God put his grace, which is trust, inside of them, and they're able to be people or relationships that I've had, sister, brother, mother, husband, daughter, son, that, got, that, that they'll be able to walk with integrity in their life and to be a person that can be trusted. Not them alone in their flesh to be trusted, but the God that's inside of them that will help them to be trusted, to to, to trust. Let them when they say they're going to do something, just like when Paul appointed the elders to fast and pray. It wasn't them that they was trusting the man to do that. Just like when I fast and pray, I cannot do that by myself. God gave, gives me the strength, just like he can give you the strength. To if you desire to fast and pray. The main reason why I'm talking about the fasting and praying. Because them going hand in hand is such power. Such power in fasting and prayer. There's a scripture in the Bible. And God talks about strongholds. Strongholds that you know you can say a simple prayer of certain things in your life. And they can be gone. God will rid them. But there are some strongholds God says that it requires fasting and praying. Now, fasting, when I say fasting and that kind of fast, that means not eating by mouth. I'm not talking about fasting from your phone, fasting from, uh, you know, not shopping, fasting from not spending money. I'm talking about fasting, real, true fasting, not eating by mouth. I mean, we know Jesus, he fasted a lot. Jesus did some serious fasting. It talks about when Jesus was fasting and when he went out into the wilderness. One of the things about when Jesus went out into the wilderness and he came back from fasting, he was raising the dead, opening the eyes of the blind. You get the drift of the supernatural power, the divine power that flowed through him? It's because of the fasting. God knows that's the hardest thing for someone to do, to bring our flesh our ego, our character, under submission, character that has character defects, I tell you, they be blankly clear whenever you're fasting, the conviction of it all. <laughs> Anyhow, let's continue to read. And it says here, um, Upon arriving in Antioch, they called the church together and reported every God, everything God had done through them and how he had opened the door of faith to the Gentiles too. And they stayed there with the believers for a long time. What is my point of reading this chapter? The point of me reading this chapter is that God, Paul and Barnabas, they, God put them on a path. I'm sure Paul and Barnabas was fasting themselves. Although it does not mention it in this chapter, I believe, That they were. Someone just said, well, how do you know? You know, that's the best part about having an intimate relationship with God. Because God reveals things. He reveals the intents and thoughts of man. He gives us revelation. He, especially when you have an intimate relationship with him. But fasting, what fasting does, it brings clarity in your mind. It it, it clears up and you have so much insight your discernment starts it's very sensitive sensitive that you can discern things that's about to happen you can discern things that are in an environment I am one that if I walk into an environment I've been fasting for so long and to my my Holy Spirit and I say this humbly before God is so hypersensitive to environments to people even if someone is talking to me my Holy Spirit will say, that person, tell me, pretty much kind of like a strategy is what the person is doing. This person is going to do this. This person, I've had dreams that the Lord has revealed to me. People that have talked about me, that have gossiped, that have slandered, that tried to destroy my name. God says a good name is worth gold and silver, silver and gold. There's nothing like having a respectable name. My name is Evelyn, it means life and light. My middle name is Elizabeth, it means God's oath. And, and my, my maiden name is Mosley, which means drawn out. And Brooks means blessed. There's nothing like having a respectable name. My name is the lineage. I, my name will be a legacy for my lineage and then their name, and then their name, and so on and so forth. So, don't, so it's back to when I was saying about the gossiping, and the Lord revealed it to me in a dream, and then God told me, he had the audacity to tell me to confront the person and say, I had a dream, God revealed it to me, that you were talking about me. The funny part about it, not literally, is that person told me, They were talking about me. And then they say, well, it wasn't bad. (laughs) What was the point of God telling me that this person was gossiping about me? This person was slandering me. God knows I've worked really hard to clean up my name through the power of God. Again, our base scripture. With man, it's impossible. With God, all things are possible. God helped me to restore my name back to be a respectful name. I did not do it by myself it took a lot of work and i started with lots of fasting and lots of praying there's nothing like it the impossible happens when you go hand in hand with prayer and fasting i don't see how it's possible to not pray and fast fast and not pray especially if you're fasting i don't see how you cannot pray Jesus demonstrated it so many times when he fasted. He came against great temptation against the enemy, especially when he was in the wilderness for 40 days. The devil himself, I'm not talking about imps. I'm not talking about demons, tried to um, test Jesus. He tried to give him all the pretentious material things as he presented on the, he, on the mountain all up high to Jesus, that he will give him all the things of the world like he had that kind of power. No, he did not. But what did Jesus say? He get thee behind me, Satan. I serve God and God alone is who I serve. We must serve one God. God tells us, choose on who you will serve. Either you're going to serve mammon or you're going to serve God. Mammon being the material things in the world. If you're struggling with things in your life, it talks about here in Acts 15, 21, all the way to 28. And what are the highlights of this chapter? The elders, leaders, Paul and Barnabas, pastors, apostles. We know Paul, he endured he actually used to persecute God's people, the Jewish people. But on his way to Damascus, he got spiritually arrested. My God, my God. He got spiritually arrested. And God, he had his a conversion. He had, there was an intervention between him and the Lord. But the very one that he was persecuting, God had him, another Jewish, I believe it was Peter, to take him from being blind and now he see is that your case today that you once was blind but now you see and then it talks about the elder being it's an elder that's a big deal in the bible a lot of people there are certain criterias that one must meet to become an elder to be considered an elder just because a person is old does not bring this not by default that they're they are an elder God mentions it here in the Bible that I won't talk about on what the criteria of an elder. I mean, Jesus' great-great-uncle, which was an elder, took him off the cross. So that was a big deal, the importance of that. I just wanted to emphasize that on the importance of an elder. God will send you help. God say help is on the way. There's someone listening to my voice. You're saying, I need help. I need like a 911. Jesus will put people in your path to help you. As he did such for Paul and Barnabas, the elders. And Paul and Barnabas, they prayed to God. They didn't pray to the elder. They requested, they instructed the elders to fast and pray for them as that means that whenever we're doing the work of the Lord, we need as many positive people, praying warfare people, faithful people to be on our behalf to stand and pray and fast for us. That's what you call intercessors. And then as they were going on their travels, they went to a few places. You know, it's about territory. You got different evils that run different territories. You got the principalities. You got the Persian evil rulers of the world. Those that's the highest, one of the highest. You got the darkness. You got those in the second heavens. Different hierarchical darkness that rules different territories. And you got to have someone that's standing in the intercessory, someone that you can say, "Hey, I want to call i get ready to go to this uh, Las Vegas. I'm getting ready to go to California. I'm getting ready to go to South Africa. I'm getting ready to go, to go to China. I'm getting ready to go do ministry. I'm going to do preach the word of God. There's a great spiritual warfare. Not only is there spiritual warfare uh, supernatural with God, but there's supernatural in the in the second heavens where the enemy is fighting against your your the plan. Your plan. It's all have to be through spirit, spiritual warfare is not done in the flesh God says in Zechariah 4 6 not by your might but by my power and spirit says God glory to 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 God and then we talk it talks about here it talks about the believers it said Paul and Barnabas they put they submitted the believers to God to also pray on their behalf God only knows what they were going through what territory they were going to to fight, I mean to pray to bring the teachings of Jesus Christ everybody is not receptive of different believers and pastors and apostles going into different territory especially if there's not one you know like when Abraham said when Sodom and Gomorrah when he asked Jesus, when he told God Father God If there be just 10, then 20. I don't know. I don't know the lowest number that he went to, but it was quite low. Believers, would you not burn up Sodom and Gomorrah? And God tells him if it be that number, he would not. Uh, Obviously there was not one. I don't even believe it was Lot because even Lot was there. Not even his daughters or his wife. Obviously, what his wife wasn't because she was stubborn, and God says stubbornness is like witchcraft. Because she looked back, she turned into a pillar of salt. Another supernatural situation that happened. Could you turn someone into a pillar of salt? I know I can't turn no one into a pillar of salt. So it's so important to have some strong prayer warriors, not in, not weaklings. They you ice them to fast for you for 24 hours or to 12 o'clock, and they can't even go past 10 o'clock. You need some strong, disciplined people in your life to stand in prayer and fasting for you. Paul had, obviously, they had some strong warriors. They had warriors. Cause, and then they was traveling by ship. You know, you got the, the waves, and, the, uh, and you got the, you don't know what's ahead of you. What's before you? What's behind you? What's on the right side and the left side? You know, the north and the south, north, south, north and the south, there's a limit because you got the north pole and the south pole, but the east and the west, it's infinite. There's no limit. So you don't know how you'll get blindsided. It's so important to help people fighting for you through prayer and fasting. Fasting, it does unbelievable things. Unbelievable things. Let me give you an example. One day I was fasting and praying, actually all week, and I didn't have my driver's license. I had gotten in a little bit of trouble and my driver's license was taken away from me. And I was driving, no driver's license. Had I could have went to jail. <laughs> yes, I could have. And I was driving and I had been, and this police officer, and you know normally, a police officer on a motorcycle that's in behind that's behind you my license was temporarily suspended did i have the knowledge of that i did but they weren't suspended for long but still yeah if you get pulled over with a suspended driver license you're going straight to jail don't pass go to go straight to jail so the police officers were riding behind me i had been praying i had been fasting as the police officer had my spirit was so sensitive And that's another thing you got to be able to be able to go into the spirit realm and your spirit can be so hypersensitive that you can take it to the spirit realm and start having spiritual warfare against the enemy. I started speaking in tongues. I started speaking in tongues. I took authority. The cop was going to pull me. He turned on his lights. And what happened? He went around me. It's like in the supernatural the power of God had that police officer to change his mind that's what prayer and fasting does it's so powerful so 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 powerful I can't even, uh, even explain so many times I have fasted, I have prayed I have fasted, I have prayed there's one time I was fasting and praying all week long I had no money to my name not a dime and one morning, early morning, I did have a job. I thank God for that. I walked outside. I lived in an apartment. It was dark outside. I had been praying all morning and I had been fasting all week for a financial breakthrough. I walked outside and looked down and there was a white envelope. I opened up that white envelope. I looked inside of it and it had cash money. Cash money in that envelope, and on the outside of the envelope it said, "You're welcome." See, fasting and prayer it does some it does the most supernatural things. It'll blow your mind. It's like addicting. I fast and pray, glory to God, all the time. We just had atonement, twenty five hours of praying. I ate. I drank one cup of coffee, one cup of coffee, and ain't nothing else by mouth. I. That, and that was Kippur. Anyone that knows about Kippur, did prayer, fasting, um, forgive, repenting the most holiest time, day of the year for 24 hours. Just wail and pray to our gracious God Almighty. And then lastly, it talks about uh, whenever, it says, upon arriving in Antioch, they called the church together and reported everything God had done through them and how he had opened the door of faith to the Gentiles too. That means that people got saved. And they gave God the glory. They called the church. The church that was standing for them. You know honestly. We don't even have that many churches that. Do that today. Whenever we have the ministers going out. And our pastors. We got to start praying for our pastors. Around the world. Praying true prayer and true fasting. It should be a system. It should be systematical. Happening every single week. Because we have pastors, we got generals. They travel all over the world. You never know what territory they're going into. There is some serious evil out in the world. Just like when I went to South Africa. This man from Zimbabwe that I led to Christ. Had never ever known about Jesus. I sat head to head, eye to eye. Looking straight at the devil in the flesh. Yes, I did and never experienced that in my life. But the spirit of God was so strong on me because I was fasting the whole time before I left the United States until I got to South Africa. And 45 minutes in this, this, this did He was sitting in his king's chair over his head. He had snake skin, goat skin, all kind of crazy stuff that it wasn't the God Adonai, the God Almighty he was worshiping. But to glory to God, I can announce as Aunt Barnabas, and paul announced that they that the door of faith to the gentiles were open that people were saved they got salvation and that day that one zimbabwe of all the generations of faith gods that they served his life was changed he accepted jesus christ into his heart that's what prayer and fasting does we need help we can't do it by ourselves we cannot. So God is good, right? Hallelujah to his name. Are you the one that's going to make a difference today? Are you going to be that one person? I mean, out of whole, all my family, I'm the first one in my whole family has ever been out of the country. Are you going to be that one person? There is, it's With man, it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Just as Paul and Barnabas demonstrated They were not putting it in the trust of man. They were putting it in the trust of God. Not only with the elders, but also, my God, with the believers. The believers of the church. Where there is unity, there is power. Glory to God. I want to challenge you today. This is our phase one because we're going to be talking about fasting, prayer, and tithing. And this is part one of our fasting and our praying. Because I have so much on here, I didn't realize I was going to go this long on this topic that um that god opened the hearts and he increased faith that's what he did he opened hearts and increased faith we are justified by our faith faith without works is dead god said "Now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen now i want to ask you today if you are not a believer in christ jesus Or you slitting, and you want to restore your relationship back to Jesus Christ. Are you willing to to reaffirm or to um, come into the kingdom of God and to learn on who Jesus Christ is? How your life can supernaturally change, supernaturally be transformed right before your eyes and other eyes. By default, people will see you've changed. I know so many times. Someone say, oh, I don't try so hard to change. It's not you that will be doing the changing. It will be God that will be doing the changing. I mean, we can't even love unless God put love in our heart. We can't even forgive unless God put forgiveness in our heart. God says, thank God you came on to this episode. Because God says a sinner's prayer he does not hear, but the righteous he does. So I'm the righteous one in Christ Jesus. Oh, I don't think I'm standing too much that I will fall. I thank God I will keep my eyes on Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. So if that's you ta- I'm talking to, if you are willing and you're very serious and you're ready, I want you to say this simple prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins, come into my heart, and I make you my Lord and my Savior. And I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross, went to the heart of hell, took the keys from the devil, and resurrected on the third day, and that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. If you said that prayer, hallelujah, 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 glory to God, the angels are celebrating you right now in heaven, and welcome to the kingdom of God. And now you are about to experience As you come along with me on this journey of walking in the supernatural, a major transformation into your life. Oh, the blessing of it all. What I get out of it, I get out of it of seeing your life being changed with Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. If you are one and you need a Bible, our our nonprofit, I am Building Corporation. We will send a Bible, doesn't matter where you're at. We are a global ministry directly to you. I hope Amazon come to you, but if not, I can use another um, uh, uh, outlet or portal or, or FedEx or UPS or whoever can get it to you. Because where there's a wheel, there is always a way, right? right?
0: Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You have been listening to the podcast, Walking in the Supernatural, with Pastor Evelyn Mosley-Brooks. Listen to the podcast each week as Pastor Evelyn Mosley-Brooks includes you on her journey as she teaches you and others to activate and reveal supernatural encounters and walk in miraculous experiences hey guys it is Ryan I'm not sure if you know this about me but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can I like to work but I like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun Chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You can hear the show each week on the So Metro News podcast that is available on all major podcast apps like Apple podcast, iHeart iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, Audible, Spreaker, Deezer, and other podcast apps around the world. You can also hear the show on the Amazon Alexa speaker system.